0: Hello, it's Pastor Malcolm here with our prayers and reflections for Sunday the 22nd of November. It's starting to feel a bit more like winter this week, isn't it? And as the daylight hours are shorter and it's beginning to get colder, we can be mindful of those who are homeless. I'm pleased to tell you that the night shelter opened last week. We can't do it as we usually do with the homeless people sleeping on the church hall floors. But we've managed to get 14 hotel rooms to use, and our caseworker Tunde is working with our guests daily to help them find more permanent accommodation. Thinking about the homeless reminded me of the words of a well-known hymn, and I'm not going to sing it for you, but I am going to read the words of the hymn. It says this, O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Our shelter from the stormy blast, and our eternal home. Beneath the shadow of thy throne, still may we dwell secure. Sufficient is thine arm alone, and our defence is sure. Before the hills in order stood, of earth received her frame. From everlasting thou art God, to endless years the same. A thousand ages in thy sight are like an evening gone, short as the watch that ends the night before the rising sun. O God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, be thou our guard while troubles last and our eternal home. So let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for this time that we can just draw aside and draw close to you. We thank you that your word says that as we draw near to you, you draw near to us. And we thank you that wherever we are, we know that we're not alone because you are with us. Father God, we just thank you that you care for us, you watch over us. Father God, thank you that you pour your Holy Spirit into our lives, that we might know that we are sons and daughters of the living God. We thank you for Jesus, we thank you for Jesus who came, who lived, who died, who gave his life for us, but the grave couldn't hold him and up from the grave he arose. Thank you that he rose back uh, from the dead to life again and gives us hope and assurance that death is not the end for us, but indeed in Christ we shall rise and to eternal life. Father God, we thank you that Jesus is coming again in glory and we rejoice in that and anticipate that. Father, we thank you that this world is not our home. We just are passing through. And Father God, we pray that you would sustain us, strengthen us. And uh, by your Holy Spirit, continue to give us energy and strength for each new day to live for you, to serve you, to love you. Father, we do lift to you the homeless in our borough. We pray for those who are, will be out on the streets tonight and pray they we'll may soon find a way of finding accommodation. We pray for the night shelter and thank you for its provision and the opportunity for people to find rest there and find help to find long-term accommodation. We pray for Tunde and the other staff workers, Anthony and Chris, and all the volunteers. Father, we pray that your hand would be upon them. And uh, Father God, your favour would be upon that project that many who pass through would find better accommodation. But more than that, Lord, we pray they may come to know you, the living God, through Christ. We pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. The reading uh, today is from Isaiah chapter 9 and from verse 2 just one verse and then i'm going to read from the gospel of john in isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 we read this the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness a light has dawned then in john's gospel chapter 1 verse 1 to 5 in the beginning What is hope? Let me give you a definition of my own. Hope is something you desire for the future with a realistic prospect of it coming to pass. Let me repeat that for you. Hope is something you desire for the future with a realistic prospect of it coming to pass. So let me give you an example. I I hope... I'll get to visit my hometown of Hartlepool at Christmas. It's something that we as a family want to do. The desire is there. But it's also, it's not just wishful thinking, because we've actually booked a hotel room. And if the restrictions allow, we'll either meet my family indoors or, if necessary, outdoors. So we hope, when I say that we hope to go to Hartlepool... It's not just wishful thinking, a dream out there somewhere, but it's, it's, a, it's a hope with some assurance because there's a realistic chance we're going to get there and um, be able to catch up with family. In this pandemic, we hope it will pass. We want it to pass and we can't wait until it has passed. But we also know that there are scientists working really hard to get a vaccine. So there's a realistic chance that we will be safe from it sometime during 2021. It's not just wishful thinking, some random dream, but there's a realistic chance that such a time will come next year when we'll be safe from the pandemic, be able to hug our loved ones. So we hope for it and for our lives to return to normal as a result. And there's a realistic chance that that will happen sometime in the spring or summer of next year. When things are going well and we're happy in our lives, then we're less bothered about hope. We don't need to long for the future when we're happy with the way things are in the present. But when times are hard in the present and we are suffering, when the darkness threatens to overwhelm us, then to hope that better days are coming is what we need to sustain us. So this year, our Christmas publicity focuses on hope. Because during the pandemic, hope becomes more important to people. And we want to encourage people to see that faith in Christ gives hope for eternity. The psalmist in Psalm 45 verse 2 says, Hope in God. Because if you hope in God, if you believe that your future is in God's hands, then no famine or virus, no unemployment or sickness or relationship breakdown can ever take away the assurance that the best is still yet to come. Ultimately, amidst all the misfortunes that life can throw at us, only a hope in God gives the assurance and the reassurance that better days will come. So let's turn back to Isaiah 9, verse 2, which says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You see, Isaiah is prophecy. The people of God at that time have become weak and feeble in the face of oppression by other nations They've been taken into exile and they fear the end of their national identity as they knew it. The good days are in the past and there's no prospect of anything encouraging coming along any time soon. And so darkness is overwhelming them. They are without hope. And as it says in Proverbs 13 verse 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But God speaks through Isaiah. God brings hope. God ignites hope a hope in the people, that a new day is dawning, a new beginning is on its way. This becomes not just wishful thinking, a random dream, but it becomes a realistic desire because they already have their history of how God has come good for them in the past. For example, when they were oppressed in Egypt, God saved them. After they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. God gave them a fruitful land in which to plant and build a place they could call their home. And then after generations of conflict, God gave them peace in their land under a wise and worthy king. Their testimony of God's faithfulness give them a realistic hope that God will indeed bless them again and carry them through these darkest Of days that they were facing in the days of Isaiah. This prophecy of the light shining in the darkness is a signpost, pointing them to what is to come. It was hundreds of years later when John, one of the disciples of Jesus, noticed that all those years before Isaiah was talking about Jesus. Isaiah writes, Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And John knows that Isaiah was writing about a king that will come and establish a different kind of kingdom. So he writes in John chapter 1 verse 5, The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And in verse 9 goes on to say, The true light that was giving light to everyone was coming into the world. John sees Jesus as the fulfilment of this prophecy. God has kept his promise. The people walking in darkness have seen the great light and his name is Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So what are the practical steps for us to build hope in the darkness in our own lives? Because we all from time to time go through difficult days. Well, First of all, the first thing we could learn from this is that we can have hope because of the faithfulness of God. We can have hope because of the faithfulness of God in the past. When we read the scriptures and we see the faithfulness of God towards his people over the years, then we are encouraged to trust in him too. When we look at those around us and even in our own lives and we can see how God has provided for us in the past, then we are encouraged to trust him for the future. We can have hope for the future because we have the testimony and experience of the faithfulness of God in the past. Secondly, we can have hope because we've learned to be patient We can have hope because we have learned to be patient. Psalm 46 says, Be still and know that I am God. This is a call to sit still and be patient, even in the midst of the storm. An encouragement to hold on through the storm and the trials because though the end isn't coming as quickly as we would like, God will see us through. When Isaiah prophesied, It was hundreds of years after that before it became to pass. If we haven't learned patience, we will struggle with hope. Hope requires patience. But hope also breeds patience. When we are confident that God will ultimately deliver, then we can hold on a bit longer. For example, I don't know if you've stood at those bus stops that you get around London these days. And there's a display up at the top and it tells you what, how many minutes until the bus comes. And, um, you know, there was a time before they had those displays when I would stand at the bus stop and I would be there for a few minutes and then I would think, oh, the bus's not coming, it's never going to come. And I would start walking and then I would walk one block, two block, and then, of course, the bus would come. But it's too late then. I can't run back to the bus stop. I can't run to the next bus stop and so then the bus would pass me and I've missed the bus. But of course those screens help me because when the screen tells me that the bus is coming in four minutes time or six minutes time well then I can relax. I don't mind waiting because I know that the bus is coming. We can be patient when we have hope and when we have hope We can be patient. And thirdly, we can have hope because of the faithfulness of God in the past. We can have hope because we've learned to be patient and um, we become more patient because of hope. But also we can have hope because we know love. Hope is so much harder to maintain when we walk alone. Darkness more easily overwhelms when we feel lonely. However, when we know that people care for us, are watching out for us and are there to walk with us, then the road becomes less lonely and hope is more easily embraced. To be there for one another is a practical way to nurture hope, both in our own lives and in the lives of others. Psalm 33 verse 22 says, May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Love enables us to sustain, it sustains us as we wait patiently for the Lord to fulfill the hope that we have. The love of God, the love of others around us and even as we reach out in love, it sustains us during the times of waiting. So love, patience and the faithfulness of God are the steps that lead us to hope in God and put our trust in God alone. So this Christmas we've taken up the theme of hope We know people are going through testing times in all kinds of ways. We want to say to people walking in darkness, there is light. We want to say to people who are feeling hopeless, there is hope. We want to say to people, though there are problems all around, better days are coming. Hope in God, trust in Jesus and discover New life. Let's pray. Just for a moment, I want us to reflect on what God is saying to each and every one of us. In the silence, a few moments of silence, open your heart to hear from God and lift to God the things that you are struggling with at this time that God may bring hope, reassurance, to you at this time. And let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that through the many words of the speaker, it would be your word which would remain as a seed in our hearts to bear fruit in the days to come. We thank you, Lord, for the hope which resonates throughout your word and flows out to us in Christ. Help us to lift our eyes and put our hope and trust in Jesus, our Lord, our Redeemer and our Friend. Heavenly Father, We pray for those who are overwhelmed with the darkness at this time. We pray for those who are bereaved, for those in debt, for those suffering mental illness, and for those who are suffering physical illness. We pray for those who are far from their families in distance, because they're in another part of the country or in another country. We pray for those who are far from their families because of COVID. Because of the need to shield or to self-isolate. We pray for those who are unemployed who, or who are facing redundancy. We pray for those in prison. We pray for those who are homeless. We pray for those who don't know Jesus and are far from God. Heavenly Father, let their darkness be not overwhelming. May your truth go forth and speak words of truth and encouragement. But may the light of your love shine through May they know they are loved by the true and living God and put their hope and trust in him. May they know someone cares about them. May they know their hope is in Christ. Amen. Well, it's been lovely to share with you today, and I trust you'll have a blessed day. Let me finish with some words of the Apostle Paul in Romans.